We are back with the fifth installment on this 20-part series on the Bhagavad Gita, the world's most famous poem. And today's reflection is on the concept, the eternal principle of detachment. This is something that's spoken about at length in various Eastern philosophies, all going back to the Upanishads, which part of the Vedas, the four textbooks that sit at the seat of nearly all Eastern philosophy. And this concept of detachment is throughout the Gita itself. It is one of the primary themes that people discuss when talking about the contribution of the Gita to philosophy, to worldview, to our approach to life. It's not something we talk too much about in the West. If anything, we kind of encourage an obsessive ambition. And I think a big part of that is our dalliance with romantic philosophy for about 50 years there, a few hundred years ago, romanticism and romantic philosophy was all about, all about adding to your force of will and adding more to your willpower and how you can conquer anything if you want it bad enough. It was a strange philosophical detour that most academic philosophers they left behind after about 50 years. Sadly, nearly every movie, TV show, book that becomes a bestseller in the West and now in the East today and has been the case for the last 150, 200 years are romantic in nature. I don't mean romantic uh, in terms of just guy falls for girl, although that is part of it, but I mean romantic from the literary from the philosophical sense where the hero just decides, I want this to happen and I'm going to make the world bend to my will. And if it doesn't, it's because I don't want it enough. This makes for really sugary, appealing movies, rom-coms, where you get the happily ever after on the other side of just a willful, forceful pursuit. And it's sugary and not nutritious for us as the audience because then we say, wow, I could have anything as long as I want it bad enough, independent of how the universe works, independent of how people work. The cognitive scientist, John Verveke, he has said that the idea of romanticism, a romantic approach to life in terms of what we see in romantic comedies or uh, in terms of what we see in, in a lot of the books, movies, TV shows that we're all consuming. He said, I would go so far as to say it is an evil in our time to believe that you can change the world just by how much you want to change it. He goes on to say that it is an evil because it completely takes out the other end of the equation that the world should tell us what it wants of us, that there should be a collaboration between what we want and what the world wants. Instead, we're given all of these fluffy movies and narratives that tell us whatever you decide at 15, 17, 25 years old, 55 years old, whatever you decide, that's how the world should be and you should essentially wrestle it into submission until it is that. 
And if it isn't what you want, it's because you're not wanting it enough. It's a really subtle point that he's, that he's making that instead of us listening to the world, it's us talking to the world, telling the world. Detachment within the Vedantic lens and I think the ubiquity of such a worldview in our society, in our culture, one that we don't even realize we, many of us subscribe to when we watch these movies and we think, when I find a spouse, it's going to satisfy me forever on every pillar of, of what provides meaning in life. It is a sad misrepresentation of the world. And it flies in the face of the Eastern concept of detachment, where when we attach to something, it's our relationship that actually ruins the dynamic. It sours the relationship because we are so attached to it, attached to a certain outcome, and you're going to foil your own ability to perform. Attached to another person, and you're going to sour the relationship because, well, no one wants to be fawned over. 24-7. It's like the example of dating where you just can't stop texting that other person. That force of will that you think is going to impress is the thing that actually repulses. And anyone that's been in the dating game a while knows that very well. That healthy detachment is key for that other person to realize, okay, there is a healthy relationship to be had. Within Vedanta, Swami Parthasarathy says it so clearly, beautifully, articulately. And he says, attach, you lose. Detach, you gain. When we have this obsessive attachment to an outcome, to another person, we actually create the conditions that make that other person want to run away. They make that outcome that we're pursuing. It locks us up. We aren't loose. We aren't able to perform to create that outcome because we're so attached to making it happen. We get in our heads. We're overcome by anxiety of whether that outcome is going to happen or not. That tiny little sliver of thing that might not even be in our control. We're so obsessed with making it happen. It gets in the way of our ability to make it happen. But if we detach, then we're able to operate, perform loosely, freely. We're able to make those free throws at the end of the game because we're loose instead of frozen or locked up or paralyzed with an attachment, a need for it to be a certain way. Every surfer out there knows when you are so attached to getting a wave, maybe before you need to go back to your car and get to work, that it creates these conditions where you're locked up, you're frustrated, you're trying to make a good wave out of a bad one, and you can't force a good wave. Whereas the surfer that's loose, that's patient, it's not attached, sees a few coming that aren't quite right, sees the right one, rides it effortlessly. Gets wave of the day, as they say. That is actually how we get what we want, to have a healthy detachment a dispassionate passion. You can have a desire for it to happen, but a healthy detachment, a dispassionate passion for making it happen is one of the key ingredients to bringing it about. 
within the Gita, detachment is a major theme, as we've mentioned. But it's worth noting that detachment is not giving something up. It's not giving up that goal that you have or that outcome. That's actually, that is impossible to do. Within Vedanta, it is impossible to give something up. It is impossible to just renounce something. Say, I'm over it. Nope, I'm going to make up my mind. I'm going to suppress the desire. I do not want that outcome. I don't want this person. It's not giving something up. Detachment is all about, and this is a key, this is so important to to understand, detachment is about taking up, not giving up. Taking up something higher, and the lower falls away. It's like that phrase, if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's meant to be. If you really love something, someone that you are dating, then you want them to find the right spouse, them to be in the right relationship, them to find happiness, to find love. And when you attach to that higher ideal, well, by design, you're going to be the right person that they're going to want to be with, that they're going to love. Attached to the higher and that lower, that selfish goal of, I want them for me. I want to possess them as my significant other, my spouse. That falls away. That selfishness falls away. Attached to that higher, the lower falls away. From the outside, it looks like detachment. But what you've done is you've hacked our, our natural wiring for attachment and you've hooked on to something higher. And therefore, in the current scenario, you have that healthy detachment by default. So how do we detach? We attach to something higher, to a higher ideal. With your company or your career, maybe it's for your family, then for your community, then for your state, then for your country, then for all human beings, but a continual evolution towards a higher and higher ideal has a default of detachment, healthy detachment built in to whatever you're doing. That is the concept of detachment within Vedanta and within the Bhagavad Gita. And in tomorrow's episode, we're going to dive into the nature of reality. This is the Daily Vedantic. We'll see you next time.